logistical wizards out there my name is john vaughn also known as your expedited ally as usual i'm here with my trusted three pls we have madison hey everybody we have daddy's boy chandler hey this is chandler we have daddy boy number two, Austin. What's up, guys? We have Rowan. Hey, how you doing? And pretty boy, Ryan. Oh, I'll take pretty boy. What's going on, guys? How are y'all today? I think we're doing great. Why didn't we start with pretty boy? Because this is my radio show, and I'm the boss. Your rules. Can That's we start right. with Kiss Ass John? <laughs> oh, this That's was a podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies, you're all, all pretty. Right. Can we get the show started? No, okay, I got this. <clears throat> this is my show. Two pretties in I'm one the day. I get paid the big bucks here. All right. You're not getting Anyways, paid at all. That's besides the point. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So anyways, guys, I am... Uh, I'm a little frustrated. Why are you what, frustrated, John? What's got your John? panties in a bundle? Oh, you hear me? Oh, I'm angry. That's me angry. Is that the actual John or the soundboard? That's What's John the sound is gargling marinara. I'm oh. mad. <laughs> okay, so... Y'all have been on Facebook Marketplace, right? Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, oh, yeah. these internet buy things, right? So, anyways, I've got a set of saddlebags that I'm trying to get rid of. I want them gone. Oh, uh, the infamous saddlebags. Yes. I want these saddlebags gone. Anyways, I've had a couple of people interested, but they're trying to haggle me back and forth on price. One guy wants me to mail them. Another guy wants me to meet them somewhere. I don't want to go anywhere. If you want them, I think you should come to me to get them. I'm just frustrated with how difficult it is to try and arrange how to get these stupid saddlebags to whoever wants to buy them. I just wish that there was some type of set of rules in place just to make buying and selling things just easier. Sean, weren't you telling me something about that the other day? Came across something? Yeah, about how mad I was about saddlebags. Yeah, and there was like a solution you found. Okay, yes. I actually did some research, and it turns out there is a solution. You don't know what that was? Hold on. I'll play it again. I'll play it again. Think real hard. Tell me what you think it is. Any guesses? Uh, it is the barrel they pushed across the warehouse floor to make the T-Rex roar in Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> this, yeah, this, if this was a Folly studio, which that is the art of sound, in case you didn't know, 
<clears throat> then yes, that would actually be a perfect sound for that. But no, that is a ship's foghorn, like a big container ship's foghorn. Oh. Anyways. What does that have to do with anything? Incoterms. What does that have to do with Incoterms. Incoterms. <laughs> well, I know about Incoterms. Y'all know what those are? John, oh, you do know you what those are. John, of course, we're logistics majors. A little bit more about uh, guys, guys. I'm trying to play this up for the audience, and in case you didn't know, there are new ones for 2020. Brand spanking new, new Inco terms. Brand new oh Inco God. terms for 2020. You're lying. That, are you guys well, all excited about this? Oh, John, I'm ecstatic. Well, I've given you kind of the hint. I've given the precursor with the whole marketplace deal but I'll, I'll let rowan start off with the history of the terms he is after all our in-house historian so with that being said rowan why don't you uh go ahead and take it away all right hold on i just really like this music you go ahead and start there's our bbc music Studious learners here in the studio. Yes, we are. John, how long did it take you to find that? Oh, it took me uh, about 30 minutes. You know, you just get this is hidden hobby. He's got them on standby. After I started playing the music, I had to make myself a glass of whiskey and open up a like rich leather bound book. Oh, I was expecting more of a a red wine from you, John. Oh no, I'm a whiskey connoisseur at heart. Anyways, let's let Rowan take it away. Yeah, so Incoterms is an internationally recognized set of definitions for shipping terms that was established by the International Chamber of Commerce. Wait, those uh, guys are big, right? Who? What? The International Chamber of Commerce. That's Those guys are big. Oh, yeah, they're really big. Uh, they've been around. Uh, they've been around since 1919. Mm. Yeah, uh, let's see what is it. In 1923, they conducted a study of terms that were being used for international shipping. And they looked at six commonly used terms and their use across 13 countries. Uh, it's a pretty small sample, but it still was able to reveal some wide disparities between definitions. In 1928, they ran a second study that expanded to just looking at more general shipping terms and included 30, over 30 countries. And from this information, the first set of Inco terms was established in 1936 with just six Inco terms. The six? Yep. So we've almost had Inco terms for a hundred years. Uh, just over a hundred years now, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's crazy, isn't it? So, so all incotastic. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. So, <laughs> so the six original terms all primarily dealt with rail shipping, and then the terms were suspended due to the outbreak of World War II, and they stayed suspended up until the 1950s. In 1953, transport by rail 
became a lot more common. So it wasn't just boats and, you know, tiny little carriers. Now we had rail carrying stuff. And so three more terms were added to address this change in shipping methods. So they had to incorporate hmm. new it's, rules for the new mode of transportation. It's almost as if the INCO terms had to adapt as modes of transportation and the way people got their products and products got to their destinations advanced as well. Yeah. Aren't you guys, uh, aren't you guys glad you have me here to connect these dots? John, Absolutely, John. We couldn't do it without you. I might as well be like a forensic logistical person. Yep, you're getting there. Yeah, I don't even know if those positions exist. Is that an actual title? That, it, it is. It, it, it is. That's Papa John's it. title. That's right. <laughs> uh, Anyways, so I'm sorry. Inco, Go ahead, Rowan. No, yeah. I mean, Inco, you're absolutely right. Inco Terms has had to adapt and change as new forms of transport became more common. Uh, this popped up again in 1967 when two more terms were added addressing delivery and further advances in air travel and the use of containers, standardized containers, led to additional versions coming out in 1974 and 1980. Uh, since 1980, it's been altered and amended about every 10 years or so. Uh, 1990 revised the free carrier terms to make things a little less ambiguous. And it's been pretty much fairly small changes just to make sure that the, that the terms are clear. And that brings us up to the current version, which went into effect at the beginning of this year, 2020. So it just updates. So obviously as transportation updates, so must the INCO terms so that people Certainly. don't get frustrated with others when it comes to deciding how to send uh, saddlebags to each other yep. over great distances. Hmm. All right. Well, very great Rowan, history lesson, Ron. That was very Thank good. You. That was good, Ron. Thank you. That was very good. I'm glad I could educate you. All right. All right. So pretty much what we decided is that INCO terms are pre-established rules that sellers and buyers can agree to. Now, you said it started off with six, but obviously there are a lot more INCO terms out there and they cover a wide breadth of every type of mode of transportation there is. Um, what yep. are some of the most popular ones today? Chandler, why don't you enlighten us? Absolutely. So, you know, you have the FCA or the Free Carrier Act. That's one of the more commonly used ones. And it's Wait, very I thought, similar. I thought FCA was Fiat Chrysler. No, 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 no. Very no, similar. No. no, no, that's the you fellowship get of off Christian athletes. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I can Facebook. see how you could get confused. Facebook. But anyway. <laughs> Something. Commercial associations. Let's just there you go. <laughs> Before John has another brain fart, let's get the actual facts out. He's losing it. He's losing it. So you've got your Free Carrier Act, and you know in the past, in the 2010 ECO terms, there wasn't really any paperwork to kind of back up what the buyer and the seller verbally agreed to. So the change in 2020 was let's add a bill of lading to the mix. So now there's nothing in the gray, nothing in the dark about 
who's responsible for what. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's important to understand, like, who's got the risk and who's, who should be dropping stuff off, who should be picking stuff up. So kind of like, John, you're talking about your saddlebags here, you know, your famous saddlebags. You know, you're trying to sell them to me, and we decide we'll, we're going to use the Free Carrier Act because it's, it seems pretty easy. So you're pretty much done. I mean, that means that we can just prepare them. drop it wherever, right? The free yeah, carrier. I mean, you you prep them for shipping, get them ready to go, and then everything else is on me. I've got to worry about you know getting it on. I've got to worry about getting it on the truck. I've got to worry about you know mm, the truck driver mm. deciding, no, this is mine now. I mean, there's there's a lot of risk that happens to that happens to come with being the buyer. And it's, it's important to remember that because you don't want to become a buyer. You don't want to buy something and use the FCA rule and then not want to be actively participating in the transaction because the free carry act is just not the right one to go with. There's also another rule, John, that you might be interested in. Um, <clears throat> if you actually find yourself looking to buy something off that Facebook marketplace, it's uh, an Inco term that was changed this year. It was originally known as DAT, which is delivered at terminal. Uh, this year it's been updated. So it's now I'm known not, as DP. I'm not going down to MARTA to deliver my saddlebags. <laughs> so this one might not be right for you, but uh, just in case you're ever looking to buy. But um, this one's known as DPU, which is delivered at place unloaded. So when it comes to this, the responsibility mostly relies on the seller. The seller has full responsibility of the goods and the costs that accumulate in the process of making sure they don't reach their until they reach their desired destination. So in that case, you know, so you're buying something, you wouldn't have to worry about it until they're delivering it to wherever you decided. And that's going to be chosen between you and the seller so the seller is just going to have more responsibility than the buyer which uh you might want to look into if you ever start selling some stuff okay so, so it basically gave you more like freedom okay so uh, someone's looking if someone's trying to buy my saddlebags before we even start negotiations i just need to be like look if you're not dpu i'm not this isn't a deal yeah so it's basically the polar opposite of of what me and you were talking about is using the free carrier it's polar opposite Exactly. Right, right. So they wanted right. to offer a little more uh, responsibility change depending on what like type of product it could be or, you know, the urgency or something like that. Well, I would definitely be more willing to relinquish my saddlebags if more of the responsibility was on the buyer and made it easier. All I had to do is drop in place and they take it away from there. Well, let me tell you something. All of that talking about shipping, buyer, seller responsibilities, and with the amount of goods that are shipped internationally, let me tell you something. That sounds like a big money. Y'all hear that? Big you know, the cash in my money. wallet made that sound just the other day. Really? When you spent wow. it all or when you got the, the, the oh. check deposited into your... When I was reaching in to grab it to spend it. <laughs> oh, is that the sound it made when, when Trump deposited it into your account? That's more of the bank oh boy, account being withdrawn on. <laughs> That'll be the sound. Boy, I'll tell you that. Anyways. Speaking of the signs of my eyeballs. So, anyways, the, the money. Speaking Where's of the money, money the insurance, big awesome. money. You're, yeah, I was about to say, you're, you're the money man. Money bags hump look over there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like insurance and money and who covers these costs? Well, there's two types of insurance. Uh, there's CIP and the CIF. 
So it's basically like your everyday car insurance. You know, you have a full coverage and you have a just a liability. Uh, the liability is a clause C, which is also the same type as uh, marine operators use. This is the CIP insurance level. The CIF is your full coverage. You know, it's the most extensive, best you can have, best on the market. So you're telling me that CIP is like your Loya, you know, buy her, pay her insurance. And Pretty much. The CIF is like your State Farm, your good neighbor, your Jake. Yeah, Jake from State Farm. Thanks also for that information. John made it a little more relatable, I think. That's what I'm saying. I'm here to connect the dots for you guys. I make it so that the audience understands what we're talking about. Like I said, who would what would we do without you, John? I know. I am the I am the cornerstone of this operation. Anyways, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I keep John's ahead. head get really, really big. Oh, he's not gonna be able to uh, leave his room <laughs> when he's gonna be floating away. Yeah. We'll cut the roof off for you, John. Oh, I'd appreciate it, guys. You know, I'll do what I can. Continue, Austin. I'm sorry. Well, so, would you have insurance for your saddlebags? Being, are you shipping them across the country? If I was shipping them, I would not insure them because I do not think that they are worth insuring. And plus, well, if any, the person buying is shipping. If the person buying is anywhere as interested as you are in saddlebags, you know they're going to insure them. Well, let me tell you, they better. To arrive in pristine condition. Mm, mm, they got a scratch on them. Mm, mm, mm. It's coming out. Basically, these insurances are going to depend on exactly what the product is, where it's going, how valuable it is, and how much money the seller or buyer is willing to spend to make sure that you know that product is taken care of if something happens to it. I would also say that insurance probably relies on who's carrying it. You know, if you got some Joe Blow carrier, I would have pretty good insurance on my stuff. That's a good point. point. That's a very good point. So it depends on who is trusted carrier. So it depends on who is carrying it. So we're getting into carriers. And before we continue, I just so what's the the legal term for that then, John? Since you're the know-it-all, the legal term for carriers. Yeah. Well, it's quite simple, Madison. It's carriage. Mm. When you're discussing inco terms, it is carriage. And before we continue, really I just up on <clears throat> I just want to I just want to be polite. Madison is, in fact, our resident blonde. Um, but uh, this gets back to the whole Facebook thing and carriage about me having to transport this there or have them meet me somewhere. How do we get it to them? Who's Who's carrying it? Do I ship it UPS? Do I ship it USPS? Do I FedEx it? You know, who is responsible for actually covering the costs and arranging for the transportation and who comes to get it? This is because at this point, usually, if you're looking at the INCO terms, uh, a lot of this is where risks are transferred as uh, during carriage. Costs and obligations shift between parties. Um, especially in maritime trade, you know, carriage is extremely important. Uh, you know, looking at carriage can get into loading onto the carriage, pretty much anything involved with how that product is transported involves carriage. So you have costs associated with that, such as the cost of loading the carriage 
and then you're you know when it gets to the port and unloading of the carriage and insurance on the carriage and insurance on that carriage but carriage mainly deals with how much does it cost to get that product to its destination and who covers that cost so carriage for instance if i was to meet somebody down the road you know you're going to pay for my gas to get that to you if you want it so bad you know uh, or you know with usps you're going to you got to pay obviously to ship those things those carriage costs are incorporated into the into the price of the stamp uh, to mail the package but that's that's getting into carriage costs uh, it's really Basically, quite interesting. Incoterms defines some of that for you. Yes, Incoterms will define that. So you have, you know, uh, you have a rule CIP. Austin, getting into your rule, that's carriage and insurance paid too. So that's a rule that covers insurance and it covers carriage. You have your CPT, which is another Incoterm rule, which is carriage paid too, and that's to the place where somebody handles the carriage to a certain place, and then. You know, either the buyer or the seller picks up the rest of the costs from there. So that's that's getting into carriage costs. And for 2020, you know, carriage costs have been slightly modified as the different modes of transportation have shifted. Uh, obviously, costs of cost shift over time, and so these rules need to be shifted to make it more fair um, for either the buyer or the seller, so that risk is evenly distributed. Amongst the green, amongst the green parties. Um, Overall, it's important to identify where all of this is going, either on the buyer or the seller. Um, helps identify in an illegal aspect where this, uh, if any problems occur, where that responsibility would lie. Absolutely. Place it all up front on the table so you can find any issues that may occur. You know who's responsible. There's no questions about it, and no pointing fingers at one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So with that being said, all you smarty pants out there, did you guys learn anything today? Now that we're wrapping up our show. I think this is, I, I learned something today. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. Learned a lot. Absolutely. Okay. What are some of the main points that we learned during the show here? Just a few. But there's multiple different ways, you know, different rules that can be incorporated in, um, buying and selling depending on you know what you're selling or what you're buying who you want to be responsible for what and uh allowing to lay that all out on the table between the two parties or however many parties that are making the business deal between each other you're absolutely right so there's a ton of different obligations and charges that are associated with shipping products today you know you got packaging you've got carriage you have insurance you have transportation, you have, you know, duty, import duty taxes, you know, someone's got to cover those costs and, you know, and so to cover nearly almost every different combination we have. So like Rowan said, it started off with six unco terms. Now we're up to 11 with a couple of different actual groups of inco terms. So you got different groups. You have groups that apply to any motor transportation. You have some that are strictly for inland waterways and it's you know it breaks it down pretty simple for you you have risks that are transferred either on a vessel or off a vessel um really quite interesting and i really wish the group would uh or not the group but facebook 
I would say, would get on board with Inco terms and just really make everybody's lives a lot simpler. Can you all agree that I think Inco terms applying those rules to a Facebook marketplace or a Craigslist would be a heck of a lot simpler and save a lot of people a lot of headache. Maybe you should uh, start looking on pushing that, John. I am. That's a million dollar idea. You know, so maybe you can get that (laughs) cha-ching. I'm actually really good friends with them. We're going to be playing golf next week. So is he he really a robot? Uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, can't talk about it. Well, folks, I I think I said it all. No thanks to my team. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Before John's head gets too yep, big. John uh, carried it. Go ahead. Give your guys a hand. Come on. Let me hear your claps. Wow. Good job, nice guys. golf clap. Not for you, though, John. Not for you. Obviously. I Not for you, myself a pat. I, I clap for you all. I give myself a pat on the back. Anyways, I also oh, want to thank our listeners. Around. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And until next time, don't forget, there's no return shipping. You're stuck with us. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, everyone. Talk to you all later.